0: Welcome back everyone! Today we have a great topic, something that I get asked quite a bit, which is what type of strength training should you even be doing? We all know you need to do it, but should you be lifting weights? Should you be doing uh, body weight training? Should you be doing yoga and Pilates? Is that included in strength training or is that some other kind of modality? Which one should you be doing and which one is the best for you? So we're going to go into all the pros and cons of each of these things and sort of discuss what you might want to include and how you might want to create a workout schedule to best meet your goals. So we're going to talk about all that. I'm super excited, however, to let you know that registration for the 2023 Holiday Challenge, which is the best challenge of the year. So many people do it from all over the world. It's something that, honestly, I feel like we all look forward to All year long, because the Holiday Challenge is by far the most fun of all the challenges that I have all year long. And every year that I have a Holiday Challenge, the goal is to sort of get your nutrition back on track and not gain weight through the holiday season. Now, last year we did something totally new in that we started the Holiday Challenge the day... After, or I should say the Monday after Thanksgiving. Instead of doing it right in the peak of Christmas Hanukkah season, right in December, which seemed like it was just getting a little too chaotic for people. People were doing it, but it was harder for them to stay on track and keep up with all the workouts especially. So we moved it to the Monday after Thanksgiving, and it was a huge, huge hit because honestly, I think we all get through Thanksgiving week, and by that Monday, we're like, oh my gosh, I feel awful, I ate too much. And you want to dial things back in before the next holidays hit. And so we're going to do that again. The new holiday challenge 2023 is going to start the Monday after Thanksgiving. All right, the Monday after Thanksgiving, so the 27th of November, and it is going to be a 10-day challenge because what I've learned is that 10 days is all you guys need to stay fired up the entire 10 days. Anything more than that, we all sort of start to fall off track, or I should say y'all start to fall off track. I love a good 21-day challenge, but I feel like 10 days is something that you all feel like, okay, I can do anything for 10 days, and so that's what we've got coming up. Now, I also launch a brand new workout program with the holiday challenge every year, so that becomes part of the challenge, and this year, the brand new program that's coming out that's been highly recommended. Requested is called motion or rather range of motion. And it is going to include mobility training that everybody seems to realize they need a lot more of. It is also going to include core training. So you're going to get core workouts as well, some flexibility, some stretching. But it is something that every single body needs. Doesn't matter what age you are, you can all include a little more mobility training or maybe some mobility because most people aren't doing it. With core, of course we need to strengthen the core to keep the body moving as functionally as possible for as long as possible. So Range of Motion is coming out with the Holiday Challenge 2023. Make sure you keep an eye out for registration because it opens up this week. All right, so we're going to talk about strength training. We're going to get into what you should be doing, what it's all about, what might be best to meet your goals, all of that after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from Kim Eagle directly, we are going to talk about a very quick topic. So colonoscopy prep. That is my life right now. I actually have my colonoscopy tomorrow. And I learned a few things from this prep over the last few days that kind of shocked me. And when I was asking a lot of people about it, they were like, well, can you find out why all of that is the way that it is? So I decided to make it in Eagle's Eye on Health. So first of all, I feel like things have changed because my parents and even my husband, who's a few years older than me, um, they don't remember this being part of the prep. And this is what I'm talking about. Three to five, actually, I think it's five days, five days before the colonoscopy, technically, they say that you have to stop eating very much fiber, Basically like nothing. So basically tells you, you really shouldn't be eating vegetables. You can eat carrots if they're cooked a lot, but they don't want you eating any vegetables. They barely want you eating any fruit and especially no fruit that has any kind of skin on it. So you couldn't eat the apple with the skin on it. Um, They want you to avoid whole grains, seeds, and nuts. So basically what I read was no vegetables, no fruits, no seeds, no nuts, no whole grains. And I kind of freaked out because why, you guys? Why do you think I freaked out? That is like 90% of my diet, the other 10% being all protein. You can eat as much protein as you want on this, but before you have your colonoscopy for five days, they don't want you really having any fiber. Now, this stunned me because I'm thinking, okay fiber makes you go to the bathroom does it not going to the bathroom before your colonoscopy is kind of the point of the colonoscopy so why would i stop eating fiber right before my colonoscopy this this amazed me because not to mention i'm about at at five o'clock tonight i'm about to start taking pills that are going to completely evacuate my colon and it's going to be oh so joyful but if I'm doing that, why does it matter what I eat? I really was truly upset. Upset because I literally had to go out and buy some white bread. Because I'm not allowed to have whole grain bread, whole wheat bread, but I can have white bread. I can have a hamburger on white bun with french fries, but not my typical Monday stir-fry with vegetables, rice, and chicken. That really upset me. So you can eat a bunch of crap, but you can't have anything good for you before they look into your colon to assess if all looks good. Now, this made me a little crazy, but obviously you've got to follow doctor's orders. And I wanted to just let you know that I did look up why this is. And this is basically what it comes down to. High fiber foods should normally be a part of your diet, right? That's what they say because they help the, the they help improve colon health. However, the reason I can't have them before a colonoscopy, fiber can leave residue in your colon that can obscure your doctor's view of polyps and other issues. And that's really why they're going into the colon to see if you have any polyps and other issues. And for whatever reason fiber leaves this residue in your system and so it's better to not have very much fiber at all so that they can get a clean reading without anything obstructing or concerns that maybe they just are like, well, what's that? Is it a polyp? Is it a problem? Or did they just have too much fiber before the colonoscopy? So kind of interesting, kind of a huge bummer just because I just think it's terrible that like the things that I am allowed to eat basically was everything that was processed. Um, Even today, like I can only have fluids on the day right before, but you can have... Gatorade, as long as it's not red or blue or purple, I believe. And, like, Gatorade is, like, has dye in it, even the yellow one, you know. But yet I need to have calories right now because I'm I'm hungry as well. I'm mostly having bone broth all day, which that part's fine. That's good for you. But also have to have some more calories than that, and so I'm having some Gatorade, which, I mean, it's fine, whatever. Our bodies can tolerate it for a day. I just wish there was a better way. But hopefully it's a one-time thing and we all need the colonoscopy. So by no means am I telling people, don't have one. No, we all have to have a colonoscopy. Just like I tell everybody, you should go to the doctor once a year. You should go to the dentist every six months. You should have your skin checked every year. This is part of the progression of one of the things we check. And you're supposed to do it at age... You know what? I think it's changed. I think it's age 45 now. Maybe they dropped it. Um, I'm was supposed to get it done at 50, but then I moved and I had to change doctors, so I'm 51 and I'm getting it now. So you do have to have it and you have to go through a few days of unpleasantness and then a really lovely day of serious unpleasantness (laughs) the day before. And then everybody says the actual procedure is like a piece of cake and and then it's behind you. So there you have it. Now you know why a non-fiber diet is essential if you're going to have a colonoscopy let's talk about something much more exciting. Let's talk about strength training. Because it is so essential, I'm constantly talking about the fact that we lose muscle mass with age. And I feel like we really need to hone in on the best ways to not only keep our muscle mass, but we also wanna maintain functionality throughout our body as we age. We wanna have really good movement. I don't wanna just have muscle. I also want to be able to move in all directions, get up off the floor without pain, move my shoulders without pain. Um, You know, I don't wanna lose that mobility. And so it's really made me wonder recently, well, what is the best way to make all of this happen as I age? And people ask me all the time, should I be strength training with weight? Should I just do body weight? Like, what's the best thing? Weightlifting, body weights, Yoga. Yoga, I consider a strength training modality in many ways with body weight, right? Now I'm super into Pilates. Does that fit in? If so, is it considered strength training? Is it considered weight training? Like, where does that fit in? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Strength training, all right? Now let's talk about first the benefits of weight lifting, So actually lifting things like free weights, right? Weightlifting uses weighted objects as resistance, and you repeatedly lift the weight, which challenges your muscles. This method can be done with free weights. It can be done with weights on a machine, examples that you probably already know, things like bicep curls holding free weights, tricep extension, shoulder press, leg press, bench press. All of these things can be done with some kind of free weight, kettlebell, or even machines. Now, what's nice about weightlifting? it's easy to progress. So progressing your effort is a lot more straightforward when it comes to lifting weights. For example, you can simply lift a heavier dumbbell to make your workout harder. So that's very easy to assess. Like the first day I did bicep curls, I did 10 pounds. Two weeks later, I was able to progress that to 15 pounds. And so it's a really easy way to progress the moves. Now, you can also isolate specific muscle groups, and performing isolated exercises is easier when you are lifting weights. These movements are just one primary muscle group, which works against all of the resistance. And this concentrated load can make it easier to increase the size of that specific Muscle groups. So, some people really like that. They're trying to get bigger biceps so they can do weight training that is very specified for that one particular muscle group. Now, if gaining muscle mass is your goal, you definitely have to start picking up actual weight, not just using body weight. Because muscles enlarge when you progressively overload them with higher levels of resistance, or like I said, when you add more weight. And this overloading causes micro tears in the muscle fibers, which the body repairs by fusing them together. And that's increasing their size and your overall muscle mass. Now, free weights... And weight machines are definitely great for building muscle mass as you just need to select progressively heavier weights as you go through some kind of program, right? You're not going to progressively increase the weight in a workout, but hopefully you're following some kind of program, which I highly recommend, in order to reach whatever your goal is. Now, free weights have the advantage in that they are a little more versatile. For many, as you know, it is a cheaper option if you wanted something to have at home versus some kind of weight machine. And this distinction is important. It's definitely an important consideration if you're someone who has a home gym you want to work out from the house. Free weights can be used by pretty much any person from a very beginner level to a very advanced level. And they also help to incorporate incorporate stabilizer muscles that are not recruited as much when you use machines. A lot of these machines, what they do is they target one muscle so much in sort of an unfunctional way, meaning you would never move the body in most of the ways that these strength machines work with that single isolation of just one muscle. And so that can definitely be a con of working with a strength, or I should say a weights machine. Now, the major shortcoming of free weights is that it's easier to sustain an injury with a free weight than when strength training by just using body weight. Even sometimes some people think that the machines can be a little less injury prone, because again, it's holding you in this very isolated position. So injuries can definitely happen as you start lifting heavier and heavier weights. And especially with a free weight, if you don't have the, say even like the core strength or the back strength to be lifting a heavy weight and you're just grabbing it and throwing it over your head, that's where injury can definitely potentially occur. So that's when it's a really good idea. If you're not someone with a lot of experience or you're very beginner and you're not that strong yet, you might wanna have a trainer or an expert watching your form so that you can build up slowly and not just be throwing the weight. A perfect example. I'm personal training a client right now. They use Peloton. Look, I love Peloton for many, many things, but what I was seeing happen with this particular client is I asked her, well, what do you normally use right now when you do bicep curls or shoulder, uh, press Or what do you do for tricep extension? And I would then have her pick up that weight and demonstrate her do the move. And she was compensating in so many ways, either with moving her body to get the weight up, like basically using momentum, or she was compensating her, her shoulders were up to her ears because it was too heavy for her when she was doing a tricep extension overhead. And so again, that's where injury can occur. And that's where I get a little nervous sometimes with people who do Peloton workouts who don't have a lot of experience because if your form is off and Peloton instructor saying like, go up to your heavy weight now and you grab your heavier weight for you, but it's too much and you're not doing it with good form, that's where injury can occur. Or that's where a lot of compensations occur as well. And so you might not hurt your shoulder even though you're doing a shoulder press, but But you might hurt your back because that weight was too heavy for you to really engage through the core properly. So injury is something that you do definitely have to think about. Now, weight machines in general, um, they do have some pros. They do have some cons, just like free weights, as I said. They do help you build muscle mass a little more easily than I would say body weight. But there's still that increased risk of injury because a lot of people tend to go too heavy when it comes to these machines. All right? So you just, again, have to be really careful. People love pushing so much weight. I especially see it for lower body with these machines. Just be cautious, team. It's not just about lifting heavy weight. It's about doing it with correct form. Now, I don't know about you, but I actually would rather lift lighter weights But doing it with better form, when you do it with better form, it actually, it typically makes the move harder. I don't want to be picking up 30-pound weights to feel it in a chest press. If I can do it with a 20-pound weight, which means I'm going to have less stress on my body, less stress on my joints, and as long as I can work myself to an overload and feel a fatigue point, That's good enough for me. I don't want to overdo it. So things to think about. That's weight training with weights, with a machine, yeah? Now, let's talk about the benefits of body weight. The nice thing, you don't need any special equipment. You are your special equipment, (laughs) right? Now, you might need something like a pull-up bar if you want to do pull-ups, and that's still a body weight move, but that would require some type of apparatus, but really you can do so many body weight moves for every single muscle group. You can do push-ups, you can do crunches, you can do squats, you can do lunges, you can do pike push-ups for shoulders, you can do tricep dips for triceps. Basically, I have an entire program called Body Weight. It's W and the number 8, and I hit every single muscle group and it is hard, like I've gone back and done it and I'm like, how did I film that while talking and smiling at the same time? You can do every single muscle group with body weight and get an incredible workout. Now, body weight is affordable, right? You don't have to buy anything, it's convenient. I love doing body weight workouts on a vacation. Actually, I have so many clients who buy the body weight program so that they have a no excuse program for their vacations, because you can do it in your hotel room, you can do it in the gym, whatever you want. You don't need anything but your body. Another nice thing about body weight exercises is they are easier to modify. Sometimes takes a little creativity in order to do that. You do have to have some body awareness and have some practice and some general knowledge, but a body weight exercise is typically easier to modify as needed. You'll need to develop a very good understanding of how your body moves to determine when it's time to modify your workout, your effort level, um, your form. For example, if if you cannot do a push-up, you can do it on your knees on the floor, right? Um, if that's too hard, you can even do the push-ups against a wall at a slight incline or not. So there's different ways to make the move easier or modified if needed or harder as you progress. Now... Body weight allows you to use a little bit more of a multiple muscle group situation, which is kind of nice because a major benefit of body weight is that it generally involves what we call compound exercises. This means it uses multiple muscle groups all at one time. It requires a high amount of movement, and it, when you do that and you're incorporating more muscle groups at one time, guess what? You're going to burn more calories in a shorter period of time, and that's just getting a little more bang for your buck. Now, generally speaking, body weight training is safer on your joints. Then weight training, as your body can move through a more natural range of motion when you're not holding a heavy weight or pushing a heavy weight with a machine. The reality is you can gain muscle with body weight training. It's just that it's a little bit harder to do so. takes a little bit longer to sort of put on that muscle bulk or muscle mass that you might be looking for. You have to be able to get to failure, When you're working the muscle group, so even with your body weight, if you can't get to failure, then you're probably not going to get that same level um, that you're gonna get with holding a weight and getting also to that failure, right? Resistance is resistance, team. So it doesn't really matter how you get there with your muscle if you're getting to failure. That's what is important. It's about knowing how to make resistance high enough with body weight to trigger that muscle group, And for some people that can be really hard, especially lower body, that you get to a point where your body weight for squats is just not gonna be enough. Now, again, there's some creative ways that you can make it harder. With the volume you do, that's gonna be one thing. With the timing, so how fast you go down versus how fast you push up. But you are gonna get to a point where you probably are just not gonna have enough weight as you get stronger to really load your legs. And so that's when you would probably want to switch over or add some kind of weight training for lower body. Now, what about Pilates? What about yoga? Are those really strength training? Should you incorporate them? Well, I'm gonna talk about Pilates mat work. I do believe that Pilates reformer is definitely a strength training um, measure and i would say it's sort of between body weight and weight training actually holding a weight right so there is some resistance on the reformers so it's sort of somewhere in between i'm going to talk about right now pilates mat work which is just body weight just like yoga is body weight i consider both both of those modalities as strength training I mean, have you done a yoga class before and been in warrior position and not had your quad on fire? Or how about your shoulders on fire when you're holding your arms out and you're in that warrior position? That is working your muscles to a load where you get to full fatigue and you can't hold the posture anymore. Same with Pilates mat. If anything, I can hit certain moves very quickly in Pilates mat where I can only hold it for a very short amount of time before I hit a failure. So that is strength training team right there. I consider it body weight strength training, and it's absolutely incredible. Now I like Pilates mat and yoga even more than weight training and just pure body weight training because there's this extra thing you get. You get improved flexibility, improved balance, coordination, um, and a little bit of an endurance gain. Now, you do get some of that endurance as well through weight training, Um, and there is some coordination for sure with weight training and body weight training, but you really get it when you do yoga and things like mat Pilates and definitely reformer Pilates. Now, we just did, or I should say I just did, a Pilates yoga episode. If you missed it, go back a couple episodes. And if you're interested in understanding the difference between yoga Pilates and which one might be best for you, definitely check it out. But in general, yoga tends to have a real flow with movement. I tend to find it really challenges my strength with a combination of balance, coordination, and flexibility. And probably my heart rate gets up the most if I'm taking some kind of power yoga, where it's a very sort of quick pace, flow from one posture to the next, not a lot of recovery, right? Now, there's many kinds of yoga. So there's some where you just hold a posture for a really long time. Um, and there's all kinds of yoga. So they all sort of target things differently, but yoga definitely has a much more fluid flow movement with the body weight strength training. Pilates mat, it's an absolutely insane core workout like Pilates has been my thing now since my injury and I feel like even though I had a strong six pack before it's doing something now to my core that I didn't have before. I don't know about you, but if you're in menopause or perimenopause, you might start to notice that there's sort of a rounding in the lower belly that happens. I'm not even talking about a fat layer, which that can happen too with the estrogen that goes down. Again, we just talked about this in the menopause episodes. I'm talking about like a rounding in the belly that started happening for me when I turned 50. Again, it wasn't A fat layer, it was just this rounded layer that I didn't have before. And I know that part of that is from menopause. And I have to say, once I started Pilates and I started using my core in a very different way, which now I train my core in this way, the rounded belly part is going away again. And so it's getting flatter. So if you're someone who has this rounded belly area and you're trying to flatten it, Definitely think about Pilates and um, and hang in there because I have a great program coming in 2023 in January just for you. But yeah, definitely Pilates is an insane core workout. It also includes very specified movements that help you develop long, lean muscles, which I've also really loved. I feel like my muscles are longer and leaner. And your just overall body composition sort of, I don't know, it's like it changes to this long, leaner look. Also fantastic. It is a body weight strength training. And so it's fantastic for you. So now you're like, okay, well, all of them sound appropriate. So which one do you do? Well, you really have to ask yourself, what are your overall goals? If increasing muscle and sort of getting a more bulk muscle look is what you're going for, and that's your only goal, weight training, lifting, heavy iron, heavy weights, that is going to be the way to go for you. That is going to be the best way to get the bang for your buck to be putting on a lot more muscle mass. Now, if increasing muscle mass, increasing strength while also practicing, I'd say a more functional functional movement is your goal, body weight is gonna be the best because you can put on muscle weight, muscle mass, I should say, with body weight strength moves, but you're doing it in a more functional moving way. I prefer to do free weights um, for my, I've just This just came to me. I'd prefer to do free weights over machines, just so you know, for the actual uh, weight training. But for body weight, you wouldn't be using any of that, and you're still going to increase your muscle mass, but a little more functionally, as I said. That came out really weird. (laughs) Basically, with body weight moves, you have a more functional movement. It is a more functional way to move your body than when you're lifting a weight. Now if increasing long lean muscles with flexibility and mobility is your goal, for sure Pilates and yoga is going to be your go-to. So if you're a lot like me, then you listen to all those and you're like, yeah, well, like all of those are my goal. And I really think all of those should be your goal. We do need to keep that muscle mass on. We might need to put on more depending on where you're at. We do need to be able to move in a functional way, especially as we get older. We want to keep that functional movement going. We do want long, lean muscles. We do want to be flexible. We want more mobility. We want it all, which means... Yes, team, you should be doing a little bit of all of these strength training modalities. So what do I do? Well, lately, this is my routine. I lift heavy once a week. So in the Earn That Body Live, in ETV Live strength training, I have a a streaming live session that we do. That is when I tell everybody today we go heavy. This is our strength training with weights. We use free weights. That is our heavy day. And then I like to do a lighter strength session during the week, and it's either body weight or very light weights. And um, so that's something that I'm going to talk about in another podcast, but light weights or body weights once a week. And then I'm now doing Pilates and yoga probably two to three times a week. I'd say three times because sometimes I just do Pilates for core and also for stretching. So I can add that on to to maybe a long walk. That is how I incorporate all of it into my week. Because cross-training, even cross-training your strength workouts, is absolutely fundamental as we age. I hate to keep saying as we age, but it's so true. What we could get away with at 20 and 30, In terms of what we did for workouts and how we stayed fit and, you know, what we ate, we cannot get away with it once you're, I'd say, mid-40s, 50s, and up. There are just some things that we can't get away with anymore and still feel amazing in our body. So that's pretty much everything in terms of strength training. Should you lift weights? Should you use machines? Should you use body weight, yoga, Pilates? The answer is definitely yes. You absolutely can. Should. All right, team. There you have it. Keep an eye out for the registration for the holiday challenge because Range of Motion is the program coming out with amazing core strength videos as well definitely going to start putting into play some of those things i was just telling you about to to get rid of that rounded belly but if you want to use your core in a slightly different way range of motion is definitely going to be for you you can check it out at EarnThatBody.com. registration opens next week just remember the earn that body podcast is always here to bring you fitness health and nutrition information you can put into play right away